Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning and welcome. You're listening to a day of prayers morning Bible study. My name is Layla and we're so happy to have you here with us. But before we get into the word, we're going to take a moment and pray. Lord, we thank you for today, Lord, and we thank you for your heart and your love for us, Lord, that you are willing to teach us, Lord, that you're willing to explain yourself so that we're able to understand what it is that you're asking us to do, Lord. We thank you for this time to enjoy the beautiful weather, Lord, and the plants and the animals that you put on the planet, Lord. And we thank you for all of the blessings that you have lavishly poured out upon us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. In Jesus' almighty name, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We're so glad to have you with us as we get into the Word, continuing our study in First Thessalonians. Now, this morning, we are still in chapter 5, and we're discussing verses 23 through 28. So whether you're joining us for the first time or rejoining us, we'd like to encourage you to pause the episode and just take a moment to read through that section of Scripture, making it easier to follow along in the discussion. Mm-hmm. Amen. 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 All right. And at this time, the floor is open to give each of you the opportunity to share what Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and ask any questions that you have. So who would like to begin? I would. All right, honey, honey. All right. I, in this section, um, verses 23 and 24, um, that we've, we've talked about, um, the way that this ministered to me and what the Holy Spirit was highlighting about it is it's kind of like um, it's a, a further accomplishment. Uh, in the previous episode, um, my love, you mentioned about the currency of the kingdom, faith and love. And I just wanted to revisit 1 Corinthians chapter 13 that tells us faith, hope, and love Amen. shall remain. After prophecies and all these other things fail away, here these things will be faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Now, when he's talking here in verse 23 and 24, that's a, a call to our hope because without hope, we are not able to target our faith effectively because we have no expectation of what the outcome will be. Faith is not something that is designed to work by itself. And we know that faith works by love. So we need all three of those. And God, he himself is love and love never fails. Um, <clears throat> But as he's speaking here, it's important just to understand the, the spiritual dynamic that is always present in the things of God. He, he spoke to them earlier so that they would not be without hope and Amen. so that they will remain encouraged. That, and hope is also a fuel that helps us to go forward. If we don't have an expectation of an outcome or a good outcome, how, how long will we traverse or, or, or travail in that thing to try to get to the end if we think it's hopeless most of the time the way human the human um the human being spirit soul and body presents itself if there's no hope then the physical will quit they, yeah, the they soul quit, they give up will faint and will not be able to persevere so god has strategically designed his 
his spiritual framework and inner workings such that we have everything that we need to persevere and to go forward. And as Holy Spirit is inspiring this word through the Apostle Paul, he is always faithful to be faithful to himself and to include the dynamics that he knows and that are a part of him that he knows are necessary for us to continue to move forward, to have that endurance, to stand, to remain and to succeed. He's not just happy with us, you know, standing in one spot, but never moving forward or we're on our feet still, but we never finish the race. Right. (laughs) That's not what he's interested in. He's, talking about standing in the capacity and the standpoint to endure the entirety of the race and to win and to prevail, to win in the manner that glorifies him and honors him. And he's okay if we just crawl across the finish line, but we make it, but he'd rather we, we, we run in, we sprint in if that's what's appropriate for the race Mm -hmm. or we, um, but you finish strong. Exactly. That we finish strong with the right amount of vigor, the right amount of strength and endurance for the next race until we put off our natural tents and we are reunited with him permanently in glory. So I just wanted to bring that, bring that back to us. Um, I believe it's Galatians that tells us that, um, faith works by love. Love is the greatest of those three faith, hope, and love. And hope is the, also the target that we aim our faith in, um, Hebrews 11, one. Now faith is the subjects of things Hoped for the evidence of things not seen. So our faith in God and our hope in him will not leave us disappointed. And it's a almost a circular, um, a cyclical kind of um, structure, the way that this works. Um, The word of God tells us that the love of God has been shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Spirit and that our hope won't disappoint when we have placed our hope in him. And so the love of God shed abroad in our heart produces that hope and that hope fuels us and provides expectation that we can now target our faith concerning. And at the same time, we continue to persevere because of the love that he has for us. And it just keeps fueling all over again and renewing itself. That cycle of the love of God coming in, right. And then working. And then we produce the love of God as well outwardly towards others and it just keeps going and going so that we're able to be strong i need you guys something you want to say right yeah, there and just hope is also a demonstration of faith not just for now but for eternity the future right it connects us to that exactly. so our faith can have a streamline you know it's kind of like when when you see people in the movies and they shoot their they want to climb a rock and they shoot what's that thing called the a little grappling, grappling hook they, there you go the they shoot hook. that yes. that grapple hook up there they're not there yet physically, but they hope to get up there to that higher place. So hope is like that grapple hook. You shoot it up there to where you want to go, right? And then your faith is what... Well, and then it locks in place. and There you right. go. And then now you're able to climb or be pulled and supported on the way up there. And then your physical body also has to cooperate with that. But those, those are all connected. I mean, if you don't mm-hmm. have a grapple hook and you want to climb 80 stories or, you know... And it's just you and your bare hands. You could give it a shot, but. <laughs> <laughs> and there are professional climbers that do that sort of thing. But if right. it's a, a completely smooth surface, except for one point up at the top, you're not going very far. You can have the strongest fingertips you want. You're not going <laughs> to likely endure all the way up there. So God is very strategic in how he has designed the spiritual realm and the spiritual um, systems to work together so that it's able to produce the end result of bringing us 
to the end of this natural race, however long that is, in victory with him. So I just appreciated that. That was a, a call to their hope to encourage them and to strengthen mm-hmm. them, um, that God is able to take care of everything and preserve you blameless to the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, which is what we're looking for. That's our hope as believers. And then verse 24 is like, he who calls you is faithful. He will also do it. So you don't need to worry Amen. whether or not it's going to happen, whether or not it's going to be okay, whether or not God is going to quit on you or you are not, you know, or the question of, will I make it there? He's like, nope, God is faithful. And so that also just gives us a, um, an indication as well to enter his rest, to put our hope in him, our faith in him, our trust in him and our love towards him and go, okay, you are able to take me step by step. God, you are the best guide that there ever will be. You have the plans that you, you know, you know, the plans that you have formed for me before I was ever even thinking about coming to this planet or being on the earth. Right. And we're here because our parents enacted the, (laughs) the laws that the Lord's put in the place to be fruitful Mm -hmm. and multiply. And now we're here, but God had already, before we even came into our mother's womb, had already made a plan for our lives. And even long before that, so we can have full assurance full confidence and rest in the Lord that he's faithful to do exactly what he said he would do. And it's just like being able to breathe a sigh of relief and go, okay, all right. I know that God is going to do his part. It's not shaky ground or unsteady. I can go and be obedient to what he's telling me to do. Um, and just real quick, I wanted to touch back on something that you said, um, in the previous episode, Layla, um, And just remembering and reminding ourselves that God's faithfulness doesn't quit. It doesn't fail. And regardless of how long, how much time or the difficulties we face, he's always going to remain. He's always going to get us to desired in an outcome. And there's there's something else that I wanted to say, but I have to go back and check on it with the Holy Spirit. Promise. Well, Mommy, as you're speaking, the Lord was reminding me of how the way we preserve ourselves inside of God is allowing the Lord to cultivate us and allowing the Lord to mature us. Mm-hmm. And the Lord was reminding me of how that we don't do that by separating ourselves physically from sinners or by trying to live a quote-unquote pious life based on what we think. And the Lord was showing me that the reason why we don't do that is going back to verse 19, which says, do not quench the spirit. Mm -hmm. By doing that and trying to do things by physical means, we are ultimately silencing or trying to hush the Holy Spirit up because we're saying we have no need of him or that we do not need his his input inside of our lives. And if we're saying that, we cannot, as a result, try to separate ourselves from the sinners because we're just as bad as they. As in, if we're not applying God's word, what good is it doing? It's not. And so it's important for us to meditate on that and to allow the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us in all things. If there's even one area that's unsubmitted, that gives the adversary a room to, in order for him to steal, kill, and destroy. 
which is why we have to allow the Holy Spirit to point things out. Then I would like to go to for verse 26 and 25, where it's talking about how ultimately that Paul is asking the people to pray for him. Well, hmm, who's writing this letter? Let me go back. Paul, Silvius, and Timothy. Okay, he's asking the Thessalonians to pray for them and also telling them to act with love towards other people. Also, those especially inside of the church. And going back to what we were discussing previously about allowing the Holy Spirit to guide us, if we do not allow the Holy Spirit to first show us how to love people, we're not going to do it correctly, and it's going to have the wrong result. Mm, I believe the saying is, ignorance is bliss. Also, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. While we may be well-meaning in what we're doing, but we don't allow the Holy Spirit to guide us, we're being a detriment to that person. It's just the same as the Pharisees. Jesus said that they were traveling to a far country just to proselytize one person, but they made that person twice the son of hell as they. Mm-hmm. And the same, they were, because they were listening to God and because they did not allow God to be inside of their lives and to allow his character to, what's that word? Well, rever, well, be inside of their lives. After permeate? Of, yes, permeate inside of their lives. Thank you, Layla. You're welcome. They ended up becoming a snare and a weapon of the devil. And it's not just applying to our own lives. It's also applying to those around us. Any kind of disobedience will, or if we're so much as not tuning our ears into what the Holy Spirit is saying, the devil can still use that. Which is where Paul is telling them to make sure that they're fully submitted and as a result, make sh- making sure that that love is actually coming through. It's first a love to God and then a love to other people. Because if we love God first, God will show us and lead us how to love the... Sh- I- sorry. God will show us and lead us about how we should go about to love those people. It's not up to our natural minds to try to formulate a game plan because God has already made it. That mm-hmm. would be serving yourself, which is the same and it's going to have the same outcome as serving the devil. Mm-hmm. Amen. Now, on the, <clears throat> the encouragement part here that Paul is doing, and, and I'll, I enjoy that you brought up the, as the natural carnal saying, ignorance is bliss. Because I assure you, ignorance is anything but bliss, right? We're told we should not be ignorant of Satan's devices, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Of, of the schemes of the evil one. Mm-hmm. Well, the, these Thessalonians sure didn't have bliss when they saw, uh, I'll say, a, a very significant weight in attacks of the adversary against Paul and his his companions, right? Yes. Yes. I assure you they were not in bliss when they were being persecuted. 
Now, did they understand the why? No. Right. So uh, then we got to cover that just to understand the difference, right? The, the Pharisees, Sadducees, and scribes were not ignorant. Jesus asked them plainly, right? If they understood and they said they did. Well, so they were not ignorant. They, with full weight, knowledge of their actions, choices, and decisions, chose to be in opposition. They studied out the scripture. They knew it. They knew what was required. That's why Jesus said, hey, do what they say, but do not live as they do. He understood the difference. Hmm. We also are called to understand the difference. And how we get that difference is not just by spending time reading the scripture. It's by first and foremost having that relationship with the Lord and being baptized in the Holy Spirit, equipped to do the work, equipped and empowered to do the work that he's called us to do by his leading, who also leads us and guides us into all truth and tells us of things to come, right? We've been talking about parents and children, right? And brothers yes. and sisters in Christ. <clears throat> well, what is the greatest thing that the Lord, first and foremost, but then parents do to their children? They train them up, they raise them up, they prepare them to be able to not just manage life themselves, right? Be able to do all the things that parents are able to do, but also they equip them, they teach them, they train them so they too can now instruct the future generations, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Does it happen after they're grown up? No, they're good parents. They receive what's required long before they even know they have need of it. And that's exactly what our Lord and Savior does with and for us. He gives us all these things before we even know we have need of it. And he'll also remind us, hey, remember that thing over here that I told you about? Well, this is where it applies. And and he'll instruct us, this is how you apply it. This specifically is how you apply this thing here into this situation to have his desired outcome, whether that's to thwart the enemy's plans or to just help us have his best in our life. Mm-hmm. Yes, Dave. And so I bring all that up to say in this, he's encouraging, as you brought up their promise, the individuals here in, Uh, the Thessalonians here uh, that are in Thessalonica, right? To pursue the Lord like that, get everything they need to be prepared, but also to demonstrate that, to live that out. And then in verse 27, there is the charge, right? Read this epistle to all the holy brethren, (laughs) right? Why? Because it's for their growth, their edification, right? Yes. How to carry and conduct themselves even now that Paul is not physically with them. In a similar way, right? A parent to a child, even when the child gets up and moves away or or whatever the case is, right? The Lord calls the parent to go somewhere else, right? But there's a separation, a physical separation. A parent still doesn't stop being a parent to that child. 
if they're operating God's way. Amen. Yes. So that's all the caveat. That's the caveat. The parenting. If you're parenting after God's own heart, then you'll look like him. But if you're doing your own thing, you won't look like him. Amen. So with godly parenting, yes, they don't stop being the parent. He's doing the same thing here. And not even to, or not only to those that he ministered to while he was there. He says, read this to everybody because it's good for everyone, for their, for their teaching, their training, for even correcting, right? For admonishment, for encouragement to all. And we are still receiving from it uh, the word of the Lord through the Apostle Paul even today mm-hmm. on how to grow our faith, how to develop, how to be able to get to a place where we are now standing for the Lord, combating the enemy and, and everything. I love how Paul also begins and ends in the same way with grace, right? He asked for, for grace for them, right? And in chapter one, he actually begins multiple of his um, letters or um, epistles in the same way, right? That was in verse one, right? Grace to you and peace from God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. And he ends it in a similar way. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. Right? Yes. Grace is required. Even when we see our brother or sister in error, right? There's still grace that's given if we're, as you were saying, honey, honey, truly operating by the Lord and his standard. If we are demonstrating Jesus in our lives, Mm -hmm. not that we make or give room for for sin, for wrongdoing, but even how we approach someone, everything, every area and aspect, not just in, I'll say, fighting the battle, but isn't it also not a battle, but the strategy and how to approach your brother or sister in Christ. Mm-hmm. needs to come from the Lord mm-hmm. because he desires to have for that we all only have his best in our lives. It's the goodness of God that brings men to repentance. Is there a time for fire and brimstone? Sure. But there's always the opportune time now and in the future is grace mm-hmm. and for grace and to demonstrate that grace yeah, in our lives, and also towards our brother and sister in the Lord. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right, I know there's a lot in there, so we're going to pause there for today. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close us out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Layla. Lord, we thank you for today, Lord, and we thank you for the word that you've spoken to us, Lord, that it is comforting, Lord, that it equipped us, Lord, that it strengthened us and it assured us, Lord, and that you have set our feet on the path of life. We thank you for your faithfulness to perform all the words that you have said that you would perform, Lord. And we thank you for making a place for us to be a part of it. Lord, we ask that you protect our partners and listeners, Lord, as they go about their way, Lord, as they're doing everything that you've called them to do, Lord. Give them divine favor and grace, Lord, to do their assignments, Lord. And I thank you for their success in it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. In Jesus' almighty name, amen. And amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. 
be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.